And just like that, we are live on the internet. It's like magic. Yay! Yay. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I am fantastic. Thank you so much. Uh, it's nice to finally, um, quote unquote, meet you. Yes, it sure is. Yeah, I've, I've interacted with you a lot, but uh, I don't think we've actually ever met each other. So that's kind of cool. Have you I been? Think we, you, you, wait, I take that back because you went to the, one of the NDPA conferences, right? Yes. yes. Yeah. You were not there was, this year, right? But I No, I wasn't. I don't remember which year, but yes, we've definitely, well, we've seen each other at NDPA, but that's a little bit of a crazy madness where you're meeting so many people. Yeah. As soon as I said it, I was like, wait, hold on. I think that's wrong. I, I, I've seen yes. you at NDPA. Yeah. Yes, uh, you have seen me at NDPA. Which which years have you gone? Um, I've been almost every year except for California. I can't remember which location in California. San Diego. Um, yes, that must have been where it was. My very mm -hmm. first year was in Colorado Springs. Oh wow, that was a cool one. So yeah, that was really neat. It was yeah. a little bit chaotic for me. I my flight got delayed there was some issues with the plane and they ended up having to put us up overnight in a hotel in atlanta i think it was mm -hmm. so i missed like the whole first day and walked in a, a disaster and i was so upset but i was there and it was great the part i was there <laughs> nice um i love the ndpa conference i think it's really a cool thing you know and, and i missed it this year and i'm i'm sorry i did but uh you know there's a lot a lot of benefit to it for sure it was it was good stuff. It's always good stuff. The best part is just seeing everybody. It really is such an innate, um, empowering, inspiring, you know, way to get event. together, which is awesome. So yeah, yes, event. That's right. That's right. Sure. Uh, to see that. Okay. It is. So I'm share this really quick. There. We'll yeah, go for it. Please do. Tell the world. Apologize while I stare at my computer because I'm not quite sure how to do this. I want to make sure I do it correctly. You are fine. You, you keep worrying about doing things correctly as you continue to nail every part of this. You're like, I don't know, as I effortlessly get it all right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I'm a pro. I just like to pretend, you know. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to make you feel bad or anything. Right. <laughs> I'm glad someone is, cares. Uh, Let me know when you got it. All right. Hey, Stephanie. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. It was fun seeing her. I feel like we I see her and interact as well. Hi, Stephanie, on yeah. the internet. That it was fun to be able to watch that one. Yeah, that was awesome. It's so cool to see everybody's faces. Right, it's unique. It's you know. Bum, bum, bum. I like your shirt. Thank you. Is, this it, is, is it because of Braden's shirt? It is because of Braden's shirt. It is new. Nice. We just updated our logo. Actually, you may not have, I don't know how much you've seen because I know, again, I know you see a lot. Right. But I had my new stuff this year at NDPA. We updated our logo this year. So I'm super Very excited. Cool. And I've never had a fancy shirt, but I felt like everybody has nice fancy polos. So does it make me look professional? I like it. So I thought it was time to have a nice fun shirt. And I do love it. That's fantastic. Um, where did you guys redo your logo? Um, I actually did it online on a website. Cool, cool. 99 Designs? Custom Logo Design, I believe it's okay. called. It's extremely cheap. Okay, that's cool, though. And somebody told us about it because, see, I was given some prices and some ideas of where to go. And somebody told me about this site, and it's, like, incredibly cheaper than anything anybody told me. Well, but like, they did like, a wonderful job. Like, like 10 bucks cheap or, like, 100 bucks cheap? Like 30 bucks cheap. Oh, wow. Okay. And then I did this year, I, was, I, I still had some questions. I wasn't sure about some of the details. So I did pay the extra so that I could um, have unlimited changes. Heck yeah. So it may have, been closer to fifth, may have been closer to 50, but literally way. you sit and they send you the file. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. They send us all, all different types of files. And I don't know all that what all that <laughs> means, but, you know, they all have different little letters at the end <laughs> to right, use right, yeah. for things. And I was able to go back and forth with the artist as much as I wanted. And we made changes, tiny little detail changes until I was happy. And it was great. It was an amazing experience. So that, that's really cool. I'd be more than happy to send that on to anybody who's looking for something like that. It, they were great. Uh, we used for both the, ND, when I helped the NDPA redo their logo, 
And when we did ours, um, I used a company called 99 Designs. And okay. it's like a contest. You know, you kind of tell them what you want. A bunch of people submit designs okay. and you, um, okay. you see the ones you like and then they copy each other and they get better. Um, it was cool. It was really neat, actually. It was, I really enjoyed it. That is neat. I love yeah. the NDPA's new one. That is fantastic. Well, thank you. I love the, I think you guys did a great job with it. That, that is one my, wasn't bad, but I just feel like it really shows, encompasses what, what they what they are and what we all do, which is neat. Yeah, I'm, uh, even though I'm not on the NDPA board anymore, I kind of, that's my my stamp that I was I was there. It was the, the new logo. Like, that, that's me. Like, you know, that's that's the sign yeah. that I would, that, that's my, like, I was here, you know? Um, yeah, it was one of the first things I did when I got there. I was like, all right, we got to fix this logo. This, this is a problem. <laughs> so, you, you guys had, you. had this way too long and we can we can do a better job. So, uh, so yeah, I led, the, I led the charge on the new logo and uh, it came out really good. I, I do like it a lot. It came out it nice. It did, it did. Certainly. And you're right, it does uh, kind of communicate what the NDPA does, that it's an alliance and everybody's working together, and That's but it's right. not too cheesy, which is kind of hard to do, you know? Um, so yeah, it came out really nice. And again, that was... And then designs. Four towers, I guess they call it. Yeah, the four pillars, four you know? Pillars, is that what it's yeah. supposed to be? Kind of a thing that just really, I think, explains... Yeah, it's got the four pillars, the, uh, yeah. the corporate pillar, the uh, Phyllis United pillar, the um, education pillar... And the, like the nonprofit pillar, I think I could, could be wrong. I'm gonna forget one. Families United is it? I don't yeah, know. Families United, corporate I guess. education, and yeah. I want to say like just nonprofit in general. Is it nonprofit? I was trying to think what that for. Yeah. Okay, sounds good. So good stuff. Love yeah. NPA. Thankful for them. They're big part of what's gotten me to where I am. So I'm thankful. So can you tell me about because of Braden? I sure can. Um, because of Braden, uh, I, along with the help of my sister and the encouragement of some others, started Because of Braden in um, 2010. Um, my husband, Jake, and I lost our son, Braden, uh, in two th- it was June 6, 2008. He was 17 months old. And um, Braden, our story is similar to many others, but Braden slipped out the back door um, with his older brother who at the time was three, almost four years old. Um, I oftentimes, when I tell the story, will give the disclaimer that I had taken off the, my husband, we had changed out our door handle, were like the brassy, ugly, whatever. And we had put switched them all out and made them the shiny, not shiny, but like the brushed chrome look, all of our door handles. And the back one used to get jammed all the time. We're not even sure why, but it didn't quite fit right or something and it would jam. And so I had to take off the door handle, the little childproof one you have to squeeze. I had taken that off and set it on the counter because I couldn't get the door open. You had to take that off and I had not put it back on. Um, and I tell people that because I feel like they never would have been able to get out the back door. Um, I don't know that he'd ever tried. My older son, Nathaniel had never, it was never an issue. They didn't go out back. They didn't go outside without me. I was you know, home with them quite a bit at the time. I was you know, blessed to be able to, and um, just wasn't something we thought of. It wasn't on our radar because it didn't ever happen. But of course all the stars aligned in the wrong way that day. And um, I had not put it back on. So Nathaniel got out the door, Braden followed him because he followed him everywhere. Um, and just like many people have said, it was just minutes. Um, suddenly, when the silence was realized, it was like, okay, where are the boys? Um, and within minutes, searched everywhere other than the backyard, because that's not where we would, that's not where they'd go. So why search there? And um, as my husband was going out to the back door, my son, older son, was kind of heading towards the door and kind of met each other there. And all they did was turn around and point to the pool. And unfortunately um, found Brayden in the pool face down. It was unconscious. Um, Jake pulled him out, um, called 911. He was not at the time CPR certified, um, but they tried to talk him through it. I, uh, unfortunately, whatever, I know it's more of a common thing than not, but it drew, but still eats me alive. But I froze, I, I screamed, I, I was numb. I was at the time CPR certified, I still am. But um, I know my husband was frustrated because I feel like I'm the one that could have done more and helped. But at the time I could not, um, couldn't get myself together. I just kind of was freaking out. So I was on the phone with 911. They were, I was trying to help encourage him and until the paramedics came. They worked on him for what felt like forever. We were there, I want to say at least an hour or so. Um, and, and sadly we never were able to leave that day. 
Um, there was, they just could not bring him back. They said there was not enough they could do. I still have some questions. I'm not medical to know exactly why. I apologize. I hope that's not me. No, um, it's me. Go ahead. Okay. Um, so I'm not real sure. Like I said, the medical, most people get rushed off to the hospital and things, you know, they're, they're called, it's called the hospital, that sort of thing. We never left our house that day. And unfortunately there was nothing they could do. So we lost brain in that day. So, um, obviously wrecked our lives forever. I was uh, four months pregnant, almost five months pregnant at the time. So that was a very difficult next couple of months. Um, my older son, my daughter, I was pregnant. It was a girl. We prayed and prayed that it would be a girl because I just needed something to be different. Um, I needed, if I was going to have this baby, I needed to be able to change things up. Um, I'm actually, the room I'm in now uh, used, to, is, used to be my daughter's room. Before my daughter's room, it was Brayden's room. The top, instead of pink, used to be blue. We changed it to pink for her. And I haven't changed it yet to make it my office. <laughs> um, but it gave us an excuse having that. When we found out it was a girl, it was such an answer to prayer because it gave me a reason to change everything. So everything had to go from wood looking to white and girly and gobs and gobs of pink. Um, so it was a very difficult pregnancy, but I, they are such gifts to me. And I believe there's what keeps me going on and always have. Um, but soon, very soon after, uh, I have a background actually working. Um, I have a psych degree. I have a background working with counseling and working with um, bereavement specifically. Um, a little bit more of my story going all the way back to when I was a little girl. I was actually 11, almost 12. I lost my dad suddenly. And um, very shortly after, maybe I guess within a year or so, almost a year, my mom put my sister and I into a bereavement class at a hospice center. And it was like 12 or 13 weeks long. And I will never, ever forget the impact it made on my life. My mom remembers, too, that very first day when we came home and um, we're so excited to tell her there were two girls and they were sisters and their dad died. And we just thought that was like the most amazing thing ever. And it was nothing more than just that, that connection of knowing I'm not alone. There's somebody else just like me and somebody else completely understands what's going on in my life that just got totally turned upside down. Um, and I, it totally changed me. I believe it made all the difference in my healing process and the person that I became because of it to the point that I could not wait growing up and then high school and junior high. I remember being so excited. I couldn't wait till I was old enough to be Georgia or Harry. They were my, my moderators, my facilitators, and I couldn't wait till I was old enough to help other kids like they helped me. Um, so that's what I did. So very soon after high school through college and even after college, I started volunteering through some hospice centers up in Pennsylvania. Um, and I volunteered at a place called the Center for Loss and Bereavement, and I taught, helped facilitate, we call it, wasn't a lot of teaching, but just facilitating bereavement classes for, for children who had lost immediate family members, some of them grandparents if they were, you know, a big part of their lives, that sort of thing, um, but it was a big deal, um, and it was amazing. I, I loved every minute of it. It was that full circle of the impact I had, you know, been on my life, be able to give that back to others. And then 2008 came around and we lost Brayden and of course life got thrown upside down and all that stuff kind of goes out the window for a little while and I froze and didn't know what to do um, except that I knew to reach out. I knew what was out there. Um, as, a, as a mom, my number one was Nathaniel. I was so worried about him. He was almost four years um but I knew that I needed to figure out something for him. It wasn't even about me at that moment. It was, I need to help him. Yeah. I really wanted to ask Nathaniel's about him. The one who, yeah. Nathaniel's the one who got out the, who went out the door first. Braden followed him. Nathaniel saw everything. I don't have a whole lot of vivid memories of uh, probably didn't give him the attention I needed in the midst of the shock and the craziness of, of all that was going on. I remember one moment looking over and just seeing him standing there, just kind of shock. Um, and so I, that's all I could think of is he saw everything and he has no idea what's going on and who's helping him. And people kind of whisk him away while we were going through all we did the next couple of days. And I remember just thinking, I've got to find something. And fortunately, there's not very much down here in Charleston still to this day, which is something on my heart to continue. And, and I hope to start or work with and, and improve. But, um, but I started reaching out to groups and I started kind of was very therapeutic for me, uh, selfish, in a, in a selfish way, I needed, to, I started just Googling. Um, I needed to know that there was another mom 
who had lost a child to drowning or who had let their child drown. Because at that moment, that's how it felt is I had let this happen to my child. I needed to know I'm not the only mom that has let this happen. So I started just searching drowning and moms, you know, very specifics. And I found a story extremely similar to mine. She was pregnant. She was having a girl. She had two boys. She had lost the younger son. Crazy eerily changed. So I connected with her immediately. But in my search, I found another family and another family. And pretty soon there were 20 and 30. And I was broken and shocked. And I could not believe how many families there were out there and how many of these stories I was reading. Um, and again, like I've heard many others say, it almost made me angry. It made me sad. I couldn't believe that this was the first, why was it, why hadn't I heard about this? Why hadn't somebody made a bigger deal when you're in the hospital, they make you watch, you know, shaken baby videos and they teach you all about all this stuff for, for your house. And why had nobody said anything to me about water safety and what I need to do for my kids right away? Um, this was we had actually only lived in our house for about six months. We had was a, we had purchased our first home. Um, we fell in love with the house and a beautiful, huge backyard. And it was an added plus that it had this, this it was actually an above ground pool um, that was already in place. And that was just an added plus. I grew up in the water. I was a swimmer, um, not super athletic or fast, but it was a sport that I enjoyed and was always involved in. So to me, that was exciting that I could get my kids to love that like I did. And we had to learn how to use it. We had actually only been in the pool together as a family one time. Um, it was early June and we had just gotten all the chemicals correct and learned how to make sure we were doing things right. And um, so all this was so new and I was so excited about it. And I, I don't know, I can't go backwards. Obviously it's been a long road since then, but I look back and go, if that pediatrician had that at that 12 month checkup had said, he's a year old now, have you considered swim lessons? Do you have water near your home? What have you done to, you know, prevent that? Would that have made a difference? Um, I, I, one of the, my goals, I guess you'd say is, is even real estate agents. When we purchased our home, if the agent had said, okay, you're purchasing a home with a pool, here are some things to consider, or even just handed me some information from one or, from an organization, something like that made that contact. Would that have made a difference? Um, I feel like it, there's a good possibility it could have. So I'm definitely one of those numbers, one of those statistics of people that said I, it wasn't on my radar because it would, it's not going to happen to me. Um, I watched my kids. I'm going to be fine. I'm a swimmer. So I don't have anything to worry about type of a thing. Like unfortunately so many of us feel, um, Anyways, I kind of went around in a big circle there with that with that story. But so that was kind of how I got my start was that I started making those connections. I started researching when I realized what a problem it was. I just knew um, I knew that I had to do something and I wasn't sure what. And I truly thought that it was going to be more of the path of bereavement and working with other families. And why is there nothing for these kids? I need something for my son. Why don't these other kids have something more? Um so thought maybe that's what I would start. I did find something for him to go to. I immediately started Compassionate Friends for myself and making those connections. And very early on, found NDPA. And through NDPA, at the time, I found the Jades Network, which is what um, the families were called then. Right. And started connecting with those families. And um, pretty early on, realized in my search of bereavement and, and issues with finding other families, I also started looking for water safety and realized there was nothing in this area. Um, I live in Charleston, South Carolina. We're right outside Charleston. We are surrounded by water. We have beautiful weather most of the year. Lots of people have pools or neighborhood pools. We're right near beaches, um, water everywhere. So why is water safety not more of a thing here? Um, since then, I've learned it needs to be a thing everywhere. So I wish that every state, everything, you know, had had more mandatory than it is. Um, but I'll never forget, I connected with Blake Collingsworth with the Josh Memorial Foundation, Josh Collingsworth. And um, never forget one of the first things he said to me is when we have these young toddlers, we teach them not to touch a hot stove. We teach them to hold our hand when we cross the street and not talk to strangers and stop, drop and roll. Why don't we talk to our kids? Why is it not like a standard thing that we all as parents know to tell our kids right away? And uh, that impacted me so much. And I knew that we needed to do something and start talking to these kids. I was one of those moms who I realized I had not talked to my kids about water safety. I had not had that conversation. Don't go to that backyard. Don't go near water, period, without coming and getting an adult and asking first. So um, 
just knew that I needed to to do something and through the NDPA and through making these connections with Blake and which grew then to others as part of the, the, um, the Jades at the time went out to my first conference in Colorado Springs and just made a lot of connections and started learning. And I'm so blessed by the community that I've been surrounded by and the things that I've learned. It's now been eight years and, um, it's evolving every year. I'm finally doing more and more, um, to try to make a difference and hope that we can make this not affect more fam, any more families, any more, you know, lose any more children or adults. Um, so. so, so what did you end up doing for Nathaniel? Um, not much, unfortunately. We did find some individual counselors. Uh, there mm-hmm. was a hospice center nearby that um, had a social worker that was able to work with us. Even though it was not hospice involved, she said that he still qualified because it was a traumatic accident. Mm-hmm. Um, so they did come one-on-one. Um, there is a, a, There was an organization here. They've now kind of transitioned into something different. But there's an organization that... Uh, many years, I want to say over 20 years ago, they lost their daughter and they started something called Shannon's Hope. And it's just a one, it's an overnight weekend trip. It's just overnight. And um, the kids, if they've lost an immediate family member, I believe it's supposed to be within a year, maybe two years. And again, it's just that immediate brother, sister, parent, grandparent, if a grandparent was very involved, that sort of thing. Um, Every child that goes to this camp has a big buddy which is an adult that kind of stays with them one-on-one the whole time. And you don't really prod or pry, um, but just so they know you're there. And a lot of the activities are, are, are kind of grief type activities without overly shoving it down those kids' throats, just to try to get them to talk. Um, we do go around like in a circle and share their, they go around and share their stories so that they all know that's why they're there. And again, it's like that feeling I felt as a 12-year-old little girl when I met those sisters that were just me. We want them to know they're not alone and, um, or, you know, that's what the camp does. So it was a really good experience. So he was able to go to that. Um, and that did make a difference. And then we did the counseling. Sadly, there's not much else in the area. There's not any type of peer groups that I have found unless they're very recent. Um, so like I said, it's certainly on my heart. It's another big undertaking that I haven't done yet, but I know that it's such a need. Um, to be able to reach out to these kids since Nathaniel went, I keep saying we, because I have had the, the privilege to be a part of the Shane and Tope camp a few times and go and be a big buddy for other kids as well, which is such That's a neat cool. experience, but it's just one night. Um, it's a great, great program. I love what they do, but it breaks my heart a little because these kids go home after like 24 or 36 hours. And then what, there's no follow-up. There's no continued class. I really wish there was more because again, I know what a huge difference it made for me. Um, these kids are grieving and questioning and struggling just like the adults are. And I know what a mess I was and still am <laughs> kind of at that point that I know what I did that connecting with other people and that's what they need to. So um, unfortunately I can't say that I have found some great, wonderful program. Right. I didn't start a wonderful program yet <laughs> uh, for what we did. I'm thankful for Shane and Tope and, and, and for the people and the counselors that we did find that were able to help him. You, you don't still um, know those two sisters by any chance, do you? again the two sisters that you met in the bereavement class um yes. you, there's no possibility you still know them do you just out of curiosity i don't no, that'd be, i don't i kind of wish i had because that yeah. would be really neat to be able to make <laughs> to connect with them again i've thought about reaching out i actually did reach out to the hospice center back when i graduated high school i guess i was in college at some point when i started doing the bereavement i reached out to the hospice center to see if um, my facilitators were still involved and just to kind of let them know what an impact this made that I was now trying to do the similar right. and help. Um, and they were no longer there. Obviously, oh. it had been many, many years, so I wasn't too surprised. But um, I wish I had. I do have pictures and I have obviously the memories that will probably impress on my heart forever. Um, but I wish I did because I'll never forget just it's hard to even put into words the feeling and the connection it didn't even matter who their names. It didn't matter their ages. It didn't matter who they were. Right. Just the fact that they were two girls, two sisters, just like us, and their dad died, just like mine. It was just, it's just this amazing connection. And now being on the flip side that I never, ever dreamt a million years, I'd be on this flip side again. Now, as a parent with a child going through the same things, and even as a mom, I know the incredible impact it makes on me to connect with other families. I am now blessed 
as much as I hate this club that we're in, I'm now blessed to be able to connect with other families that not only have lost a child, but have lost a child to drowning. And there's nothing like that connection the group of us have. And I'm, you know, Families United to Prevent Drowning, I'm incredibly grateful for. They have carried me and helped me and supported me through so much over the years since I, I don't connected, I guess, with NPA and Families United. So, and I know it makes such a huge difference that I wish we had more um, for these kiddos. That, that first mom that you found who was pregnant and also had a, a son and a daughter, is she in the community? Um, she's not, but okay. we are, um, we do still keep in touch. Um, she, I say community. Um, I actually joined several things when I first started. And one yeah, I was wondering if I knew her. Yeah. What's that? A Yahoo group. Okay. And um, it started as a Yahoo group and it evolved into, um, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Nancy Rigg and all the work that she does in, yeah. um, I'm drawing a total blank in my head here, Drowning Network. The, yeah. Am I saying that right? <laughs> Sorry, I, I'm drawing so. a total blank because you're asking me. Yeah. Um, but actually met um, some people through that community and met actually her mom through that community before I connected with her. Um, but we are still Facebook friends and still, you know, keep in touch and follow each other through Facebook uh, which is, you know, Facebook's an amazing thing. We don't live close together. We've never even met in person, but um, I sure would love to because we shared so many words, so many emails. Uh, she allowed me to just pour my heart out during those first few months of being pregnant. And I probably asked her so many questions she couldn't answer of how in the world did you do this and how am I going to do this kind of a thing. And and um, just was such an amazing support as well as so was that whole group. Um, so like I said, I really did a lot of reaching out because again, with my, my background, I knew that's what I had to do. I had compassionate friends that I immediately joined. I had this Yahoo group and then very quickly got involved with NDPA and the Jades. And um, it was um, 2010, I guess it was a little while later, almost two years after that I went to my first conference, just, just little less than two years and was able to connect more and more with that group. Um, you're the, um, so yeah, you're I do the, still have some of those. You're, you're the second person to mention compassionate friends. Am I? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I heard it recently. Compassionate friends is an amazing, amazing organization, um, international and it's for parents who've lost a child, no matter what, doesn't matter what age, doesn't matter what had happened. Um, just an amazing organization and there's local chapters all over the place. So anywhere that you live, you can connect with a group there and, um, just, I mean, it's I'm trying to think of the right way to explain it. I guess you would say that it's like peer facilitated. I don't know if that's kind of the, okay. that's what we would call it. Um, the kids that we did where there's not necessarily a counselor there. There's not somebody that's running a class or not teaching anything. It's just a way to connect. There's only a facilitator or a few facilitators that just keep things going, keep things orderly, um, but just allow people to just allow people to share. So um, they were amazing through that pregnancy, through those last five, six months. Um, my daughter was born in December of that same year. And, um, they felt like she was their, their daughter as well as mine. Cause they had walked me through such hard times during that people that are always, you know, there to pick up a phone call. It is just a really, really great organization. Um, as is the families United, my family's United family is amazing too. I know that I can pick up and call any one of those or message anytime day or night and they would be there and, and they have made a tremendous difference in me and my healing and my process and in, in the process of this journey, I guess you'd say since that time. So, yeah, I used to say that one of the most important things I did every year in drowning prevention, um, and it's funny because it's only a few minutes was sitting in that hospitality suite at the NDPA that the family mm-hmm. did and, and listen to everybody's story and the round, you know, in the circle they do yeah. uh, and get to be in the room, you know, um, it, there's, there's nothing better to, to make sure you're on track for what you're doing than, than to be reminded by that. You know, that's the, yeah. that, that'll do it. If that doesn't do it, then you don't have a soul. So, you know, that's, uh, I, I can only imagine from your side, cause yeah. I know what it's like to sit in the circle, even as another fellow parent, mm-hmm. I know what it's like to sit in that circle and to just look around that room and share those stories and hear everyone else's stories. It's just amazing. And it's inspiring and it keeps me fighting. Even as one of those moms, I still am inspired and encouraged and um, empowered to just 
keep going. So we appreciate more than you guys will ever know the support that the NDPA and the board and so many people through that organization, the, the way they have loved on us and supported us and encouraged and lifted us and, um, you know, allowed us to, to share our children and share that voice. So we appreciate just your willingness to hear, because I know that's a heavy, uh, difficult thing to even sit through. So we just appreciate the support you guys have always given. No, I mean, but I think it's important. And I think, you know, if other people, you know, let's say other parents, you know, um, sat in a room like that or could hear it remotely, you know, I don't think we'd ever have another drowning. You know, if, if every mom yeah. heard those stories, you know, that'd be it. You know, every parent would have locks and alarms and, you know, yeah. pool fences and uh, a permanent lifeguard who lives at the pool. And, you know, um, I, I just can't imagine someone you know, hearing all those stories and not being affected enough to go home and make immediate, you know, drastic changes to their, to their home, you know, it, it's what makes a difference when you, again, so many moms, so many parents, I should say in general, um, I am so guilty. I was one of those parents. So I don't ever want anybody to think there is no holier than thou because guilty, guilty. I'm the statistic here. Um, but have that mindset of it just won't happen to me. I hear about it on the news. The stories go by my screen once in a while, but it's not going to happen to me. And when you make that, when it hits home, when you realize, and sadly, it's usually when it's a friend or a family member or someone in your own community, that's really all it takes to drive it home. Um, But I agree, even sitting in a group like that, when you hear those stories, I don't have one handy. I do have one of my cards, um, but... The you know, card, you're yeah. probably familiar with our story cards from the Families United and that booklet that we have, which I don't have the whole booklet. And sadly, that booklet every year is growing. It's up to 30. I forget now. I'm sorry. It's like 31, 33 children um, represented in that. And it's powerful. And it's even more powerful to hear a story in person or to meet someone or hear on the news. But even just handing someone this booklet is you can see the difference it makes in them and the impact it makes immediately. Um with them trying to, I don't know, suddenly it goes to this, wow, I guess maybe it could happen type of a mentality. Um, and, and that's kind of why I do what I do is I'm, I'm not a shy person. I've never, I never ever dreamt I would do advocacy or that this would be the path that I would take. Um, but I had people begin to tell me that your story your story is inspiring. Your story makes an impact. Um, people that I worked with in the like swimming aquatic community said, I can hand somebody a flyer all day long, but they're, they could care less. But when they hear me show my son's picture, when you hear my story in front of you, it's harder to put aside. And that's what gave me the, the strength to say, that's all I feel like I do have. I'm not an aquatic professional. I'm not a swim teacher. I have a school. Um, all I have is my story. And if that's what's going to make a difference and change another you know, make, make somebody make a better decisions or take one of those steps that we know is going to prevent this drowning, then I will scream it from the mountaintops. Um, and that's what I do. I share my story and I share all the amazing things that I've learned. I don't credit myself, but I've shared all those amazing things anywhere and everywhere that I can. And it's awesome. You know, I'm sure it's making a difference. So, so what is, uh, what are you and because of Braden, you know, doing like, what's your, your core emphasis and kind of what kind of Um, stuff you get into? Well, at the, we are, I'm currently trying to work on refining that focus and finding what that, because (laughs) I am a very passionate person. Um, I've obviously become extremely passionate now about water safety and about trying to prevent these drownings because I believe we all believe it's 100% drowning. Uh, I'm sorry. Drowning is 100% preventable. Right. Um, so I want to do everything. <laughs> I want to do everything that I can. I have so many goals and so many things that I played and I've tried to do a little bit of everything and I'm one person and I can't, I know that I can't. And so it's been a difficult struggle to try to kind of narrow in what really is my niche. Um, I enjoy talking with people. I've worked with kids for many, many years and I loved, loved working with kids. So I've kind of decided, um, I'm trying to do more of that is the education piece when it comes to children. Although I've had the opportunity to speak to many different, uh, group of adults and I'm, and I'm perfectly 
willing to continue to do that as well. So we're trying to create more of a presentation. Um, I speak to elementary schools and preschools and daycares. Um, I've also done some Boy Scouts and Girl Scout groups. Um, and really just anybody who is willing to listen, anybody that I can help, I go and I share what I've learned. I've got lots of great activities. I've got amazing resources now in my toolbox. Um, most that I didn't create that I didn't, you know, but because of this Families United group that we're I'm a part of, as well as NDPA and other sources, Pull Safely, um, all these great organizations I've had the privilege to connect with, I'm able to pass on those materials and those those things to these groups. Um, we also do a lot of community events. I do festivals and health fairs, farmers markets, um, all different types of, of um of activities like that. We participate in the world's largest swim lesson. I do, you know, kick off to summer events down with our aquatics department in Charleston and North Charleston, things like that. I pretty much, um, I'm all over the place and that's, that's what I do most of. And so I've decided I'm trying to really refine that and come up with more of a specific presentation that I can offer. Um, because I've done many different versions of it. Sometimes I speak to tiny little small groups. I teach, you know, speak to one class at a time. Other times I've spoken to whole grade levels at a time. And, uh, <clears throat> I've had more requests, especially this year. So my goal is to be able to <clears throat> come up with more of a shortened, uh, presentation, a shortened, you know, thing to be able to present to a school and a school district so that I can reach more is if we can do more full grade level one hour where I get a whole bunch of kids, 150 kids at a time, I can accomplish, I can reach so many more schools. So that's really what I'm uh, working towards this year. But I've had the privilege to speak to hundreds and hundreds of children. I've um, gone to mostly three elementary schools as so far that I've been able to get to over the last few years, um, as well as all the other kinds of daycares and groups. So, um, have you thought about doing a video version? Um, I have, I have, I'm not, that's something new to me. I'm not, like (laughs) I said, I'm not very technological and I'm not, um, I feel a little overwhelmed. I wouldn't know where to begin, I guess, with that, to be honest. So that's not something I've Try, but it certainly is on the radar. It certainly is a is an idea. Um, so many other people have done really great things like that that I'm able to share. Sure. Um, I'm a little intimidated to do things on my own. I'm just starting to get to the point where I'm doing a little bit on my own. Um, I'm just so mm-hmm. thankful for all the resources that are already there that I feel like I'm, I'd love to just get to just to help spread. Um, I mean, you guys at Lifesaver put out such amazing material. I love just sharing what you guys post instead of why create my own when you guys have such great resources you share and videos and PSAs and, you know, all the different things from, from all the different organizations. But it's a possibility. Yeah. I think it would work well, you know, and it doesn't have to be any more complicated than you make it. You know, you can literally take your phone and hit record and, and post it. That's it. doesn't have to be, you know, anything serious, you know? You know, why overthink come it? a long way you don't need fancy equipment anymore no. you don't need a big studio it's amazing no. um yeah. my, my i say all the time that all you need is a phone and my girlfriend's a videographer and she she argues with me she's like no you need the lighting the professional <laughs> setup and i'm like yeah i mean that's good but you know at yeah. the same time my phone works pretty good you know it does i'm sure those videos are amazing so oh, yeah, that'd be great. great to have her yeah but she, at she the same time it's it's amazing what you can do with just your cell phone. I mean, yeah. who thought we'd ever come to a point where it would be this easy to be able to get a message out to meet, reach so many more. Right. Um, certainly that would spread it because I do, I get frustrated some days and I'm like, I wish I had, I wish I could duplicate myself so that I could be at three schools. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it's getting blurry. I feel like my phone keeps getting blurry. I'm not sure why. You're fine. I hope you guys can see, but um, again, see technical difficulties, but it works. Right. It does it's, work. It's still working. So that's, Definitely something I considered. We have, um, obviously, you're probably familiar, but with Families United, um, we have several families that have written children's books, too. That's another thing is I love sharing the children's books. And that's something else I've considered is I love the idea of having a story um, personal and and, and unique to us that, that that could be another idea. Again, it's something that seems a little overwhelming to tackle at the moment. So it's kind of out there on the radar. I really would like to hone in on trying to do more of the presentations, more getting myself out just to share with groups, small groups, large groups, um, 
I also really, really have a passion and desire to be able to create materials that we can put into the hands of pediatricians and get into offices as well as um, real estate agents. I mentioned that when I was sharing my story is we had just purchased our home and I think about the involvement that you have with your real estate agent is pretty big when you're looking for a home. You know, you get to know each other, you're with each other quite often through the processes. What a great person that is that already has that relationship to be able to put provide information to them so they can then say, um, you know, even if it were just a packet of information that was handed to the new homeowner, whether they have a pool in their backyard, a body of water nearby, um, a pool in their community, a tip of water around, it gives that extra reason here now that you're purchasing this home that has this pool, beach, dock, you know, community pool. Here's some information to consider. I also realize I, I see that you guys have young children. Here are some steps you can take to protect your own children as well as the, the, the kids around you and neighborhood kids, that sort of thing. So that's really something I would like to. I think that's probably my next biggest project is working to uh, to create that as well, those materials. I like that. That's a really good idea, actually. You know. Yeah. I just feel like it's one more way to get that information. And, and as parents, especially, and, and individuals, I mean, we all get tons of junk mail. We all get bombarded with information. So I know, I realize it's one more piece of paper, but I feel like if we could find a way to make that personal connection through like a pediatrician, through a real estate, somebody that already has that relationship rather than just a mass mailing, maybe that would make a difference. Um, again, I feel like I, you see your pediatrician every month when they're during that first year with those kids almost, you know, like so often if they were to say, um, and, and hopefully sharing our story, it's not about Brayden, it's not about me, but if I can share something, if I can put that picture up in front of that parent and remind them that it happens to anybody, it can happen to anybody that don't ever think that you're immune to it. If that's enough of information that would drive that home for a parent, you know, that's what I hope. So. I think it's a great idea. And, you know, I think it makes a big difference. You know, we, we talk about real estate agents a lot and that they're a good resource, even for, um, for pool fences. You know, we, our dealers always exactly. try to, to connect with real estate agents, you know, so you know, we've, uh, we've done a little bit of that, but you know, there's probably a lot more that can, can be done with it. Um, I'm sure, so we, I'm sure it's such a difficult thing because you're crossing that boundary of the whole yeah. privacy and this is you. But when you connect with that professional that's already in there, that's already seeing sure. the home and showing the home, you know, how dare you come to my house and tell me, how did you know I didn't have a fence and why do I need one? You know, instead, right. finding that individual that already sees and can share that definitely would make a difference because I know if it were me, I would love to just knock on doors and go inspect everyone's. <laughs> but you I'm have to be it. careful. You have to be yeah. careful. <laughs> And I want to be um, respectful. We've done the um, the Google Earth thing where you can see who has a pool from Google Earth. Oh, and we've yeah. actually done uh, door hangers on people's doors who had pools. Oh, so I love that. See, that, that might be, I don't know how legal that is, but we have done that. Yeah. Well, why yeah. wouldn't it though? If you can, right. I mean, if you can yeah. put a door hanger on because I, I might be able to cut your grass. Right, exactly. Why can't I put right. one on to let you know of a service that I offer in your area that yeah, about pool safety. your home? Yeah. Yeah. So hey, I you think got a pool. Cool. Here's the thing, you know, I yeah, get information exactly. uh, still to this day um, about pool maintenance type stuff. So right. Obviously, they know that I have a pool. I made it on some general list and I get all kinds of mail about fixing our pool that we don't have. So I'm all for it. I say, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> Hang up those door hangers. <laughs> get it done. So, I mean, we, we talk about this a lot, but I don't think you can overstate it. Um, what do you tell parents they should do? to make their pool safer if they have kids? Uh, well, when we talk about water safety, we talk about pool safety, we talk about you know so many different things. We talk about the layers of protection. Sure. Because it's not just one thing. There are so many things that we can do. And that's another reason I really enjoy sharing the stories with, with uh, the stories from our not one more cards with, with Families United to, to just let people know there are so many different scenarios. Um, drowning is not just one scenario. There are so many different things that we can do. Um, but doing those layers of protection, teach your children to swim, make sure that you know how to swim. 
Um, talk to your children about it. I've said that many times even today is, is have that conversation. Make sure they know don't go near water without an adult. Even if you want to just go look at it, I'm constantly telling kids, even if there's, we have a lot of pretty fountains here in the Charleston area. If you want to go visit a fountain, a lot of kids go swimming in them too. Um, you know, if you want to even just go mess with the fountain, grab mom, dad's hand or auntie or grandma and pull them over with you. You want to go out back. If you're going outside near and there's a creek or a pond nearby, down here we have retention ponds. In almost every single neighborhood, there's retention ponds everywhere, and they grow, especially in the rain. They fill, and we have a lot of accidents that happen. Teach those kids, don't go near it. Make sure you call mom or dad. Um, obviously, putting up barriers. Call life Lifesaver Pool Fence. Um, get that pool fence up. Put that barrier. We have people that, you know, you have to have a fence around your yard, but that does no good when it comes to safety for the children that are in your home or that may come in contact. Make sure there's a barrier between the your exit of your home to that pool. Um, use pool alarm, use uh, window alarms and door alarms. Um, there's so many simple things that we can do that make a difference. So we encourage parents to do that. Um, we've partnered with Collins Hope, um, as is this year, I believe there are six different groups now, six organizations that have partnered um, to use the Water Guardian tag that they have created, which just gives a lot of great information about those layers of protection we're talking about. But it also has the Water Guardian tag, which um, breaks away and becomes its own keychain tag. And um, that is for, we teach to parents to give undivided attention to the kids, even if you're not swimming. You know, 4th of July, we have all these cookouts. I get the Google alerts on my phone, so I hear the stories every day come through my box of families who were having a cookout. They were all just hanging out. How in the world did Johnny slip away? Well, because mom thought dad was watching, dad thought Aunt Susie was watching, and suddenly he slipped away. We know that kids are curious and kids are sneaky and they will get what they want. If, if, if there's, you know, once they try, they can get to that source of water. We are all drawn to water. And, um, you know, so even if you're not swimming, make sure that you choose that one adult that's not going to socialize, not going to be playing their phone or drinking or eating at the time, but just watching those kids is like, you know, it's just so, so important. Uh, just to help keep that communication open too, is if you need to step away and use your phone or go to the bathroom, you can physically give it to somebody or at least remind you, I need to go over and tell my friend that I'm with or my husband or whoever that I'm now stepping away. I need you to watch those kids for me. Um, so just utilizing all of those when it comes to your home, again, just using those door alarms, putting the child proof, you know, things on the back door, making sure there's an something is going to sound so that you know and just talking to your kids. The other important thing that I didn't know is when a child is missing, always check the water first. Check that body of water, whether it's a creek, a pond, a neighbor's pool. Um, you mentioned Google Earth. Somebody mentioned to me recently, which I hadn't even kind of put together, is Google Earth is an amazing tool. If you're not sure what bodies of water around you, use the Google Earth. Check it out. Find out. You know, if you come over my house, you probably wouldn't realize that just across the street, behind the neighbors that are across the street from me, there's a small pond behind there. And you would never know it's there if you didn't walk in their backyards. It's rather small. But that's something important as a homeowner or as a renter living in a neighborhood you should know. So I encourage parents find out what those bodies of water are that are nearby, find out which neighbors have pools and make sure that they have a fence that's in place and locked and self-closing so that it's never left open. Um, all of those kinds of things are amazing tools that we believe really can prevent drowning and can make a difference. Um, CPR is another huge one. If you're not certified, get certified today. Uh, most fire stations and, and EMS departments around will offer the hands-only and do the citizen CPR, which is better than nothing. We in the drowning community promote the, the breaths. We know the importance of the, and the need for breaths and CPR. So I'd love for parents to get fully CPR trained. Um, and we're going to try to put together actually a community event soon um, to offer CPR certifications. But knowing CPR, having those skills to be able to help, if it's not your own children, you could be the what makes a difference for another family that you happen to be nearby or a niece or a nephew or someone that's at the pool with you swimming that day or at the creek or the beach or the lake. Um, so CPR is another huge piece of it. There are so many, so many things, but those are the main um, the main tools that we share. Do you know um, my my literature protection trivia? Uh, what is that? That um, that my my dad coined the term literature protection in nineteen eighty nine. Yeah, 
Yeah. Um, well, I didn't know what year, but I knew that you guys kind of coined that. Yes. Yeah, that was that was us, which yeah. I'm I'm proud of my little piece of pool safety history, you know, because it's kind of a, a neat thing, you know. It is so amazing. What, what, what year was it? 1989. Wow. That's yeah. Awesome. And right. It was in writing. In 89. Later when, yeah, that's great. I did know that it kind of came from you guys. I wasn't yeah. sure the exact history of that, but I did know that that had credited from the minute that I first heard about it. So oh. I will be sure to continue to share it. Now we appreciate that because, and it's amazing the difference it's made because that's something in the right. community that we all use so much. And there's, there's no other way to explain it. I feel like it's the perfect, um, perfect picture, that perfect image of why the, you know, what the need is. Life jackets is another thing I didn't mention. Use a Coast Guard approved PFD. Children doesn't know how to swim. If you're on a boat or at the lake or wherever at the beach, put on that life jacket. There's so many layers and depending on what your scenario is for that day, think about all the different things that can come into play. And the more that you do, those more layers that you put on, the safer those kids are going to be and adults. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and your, your input in that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, the idea was, is that people were arguing over which was the best solution, you know, swimming lessons or a pool fence or alarms and, you know, which of these things should people do? And the idea was, yeah. well, all of them, you know, if you do them Absolutely. all, you know, Absolutely. you create the, the, the closest possibility to a, a failsafe system. So, you know, it was a it was a neat way to, to turn around, you know, the, the problem of trying to decide which which one was better, you know. Yeah. And use them all. You know what? And that's what it's all about. Instead of the, it takes the competition away and it makes a partnership instead. And yeah. that's what I love about NDPA and about our community that I'm so blessed to be a part of is it's not about what is better. It's not about what it's about. We need every single one of these people, every single one of these companies, every single one of these organizations, because every one of them brings an important piece to what's going to make this better. Um, there's not one magic button that's going to make drowning go away or to fix it. It's going to take all of it. We need all the, le- the swim coaches and, and uh, you know, uh, swim instructors. We need the swim right. schools. We need the pool fences. We need the alarm companies. We need the, the parents who are willing to talk to their kids. We need the ones that are going to go in and speak to the schools. Um, you know, every, every single part is so, so important and vital. And the more that we all join together and continue to work it, the louder the conversation is going to get, the more the voice is going to be heard. And I believe we're doing that. 100%. You know, I think, yeah. um, especially on social media and in general, I think, Absolutely. you know, there's been a, even in the last couple of years, there's been a, a bigger push than I've seen in a long time. And I'm excited about it. It's, it's very cool. I agree. I agree. I feel like we're just on the brink of it. And obviously we have a long way to go. The stories still come every single day and it breaks my heart every time I hear another one. Um, because it just shouldn't be happening. But I do feel like we've made such progress than we used to. And I think we're on the brink of even bigger and bigger, the more that we hear about it. Um, you know, sadly, it's when you hear that one story, or unfortunately, when it's somebody that's in the spotlight or the limelight, that it happens to and affects. That's when it hits the news, when it hits the mommy blogs, and then goes viral, yeah. is when parents suddenly, you know, want to hear about it. And I think that more and more, the information is making its way to the right places sooner. Um, than I've seen in the past and that immediately people are drawing attention to it, but then allowing the, the, um, the education piece and awareness piece to carry on, I think more than I've seen in the past and getting the correct information into people's hands and, and allowing people to want to listen more and be more open to it. Absolutely. So do you guys have any events or anything coming up that you want people to know about? Um, again, I've said it again. I say it all the time is, is the main thing I tell people is don't think it can't happen to you. Yeah. Be open to the conversation, be open to hear about it. No parent wants somebody to tell you how to parent your child. No parent, homeowner, grandparent wants somebody to say, this is what you have to do and not have to do. Um, And it's not about that. It's about, please be open to the conversation. You're not doing it wrong, but I'd like to encourage you that you might want to do something even better. Here is something else that I can help offer you to keep your kids safe. Talk to your kids about water safety is the other thing I, I say all the time is keep that conversation going within your families. Talk to your sisters and your aunts and your grandparents, you know, and your own parents. Make sure they're aware and they know and share this information that I have learned, that we have shared. Um, continue to keep that conversation and let us know if we can help. Um, there are so many amazing resources and amazing people and professionals across the nation, across the world, that are willing to get help 
that don't try to do it on your own. Get the help, get the support, get the, the technology that we have, get the equipment that's available. Do you guys have any events coming up? Um, we don't have any events right now. Our main push is May and June, kind of is when we're super swamped. And then at the end of school, when I do a lot of the schools. So I don't actually have anything on the calendar coming up until about, um, I am doing a few little back to school events. I'm kind of just setting up a booth and doing help supporting some community events in August. And then in September, I have a big, it's called the Fam Jam, um, big event that we do downtown Charleston. So I do have a few, but um, again, just trying to, help support other organizations the way I can. I go and support and do water safety and bring that to, to these other community events. Um, there are some things in the works for wanting to do our own um, event personally again. We have some fundraiser ideas that we're working on. I'm just not sure that it's going to come together. We're probably just going to push things off until closer to um, the spring um, and trying to get some things in place. So we're excited that we are officially now a 501c3. So we are now a nonprofit to be able to raise more money. We're looking into all those possibilities. That's a whole other gamut of forms. That's It's always a struggle funding and money. Sadly, everything costs money, but we're excited about the possibilities that means um, to be able to start providing um, scholarships for swim lessons, for pool fencing, for things like that, to try to help people get these get these you know layers of protection into place. Um, so we're we're going to have some things in the works coming in the coming in the next few months. But it's been an exciting year. We updated our logo. We're, we've got ourselves finally 501c3 um, nonprofit status, and um, starting to refine kind of that goal and where we're headed and what's going to come. So. That's really cool. Where can folks, uh, where can folks find you and because of Braden and find out about you guys? Um, well, we're on Facebook. If you search because of Braden on Facebook, you'll find us there. I'm Mm -hmm. a lot more active on Facebook than I am anywhere else, probably. Um, trying to do the other avenues as well, getting myself in the social media realm there, as well as our website is www.becauseofbraden.org. Um, I kept everything simple because I'm a simple person because of Braden at Gmail is how you can reach me by email. I'm available anytime. If there's anything I can do to help to connect with a family, to help provide resources, um, certainly you can reach out. Those are the best ways is the website and the Facebook. Um, Braden with a Y, I tell people there's many different spellings, but it's B-R-A-Y-D-E-N because of Braden. We named it that. I felt there was um, why not? I definitely wouldn't be doing this if it weren't for him. He's changed right. my life for the better. And I hope made, his legacy makes an impact to save other lives. So we decided that's, what we're going to call it. Cause it's because of him that we're doing what we're doing. Is Braden an acronym? It is. It is actually an acronym. Um, yeah. it's very lengthy and long. It was kind uh, of fun when we first decided to try this. Yeah. I saw that. And I'm like, I want to know like what the, what it the letters is. are. Our old logo actually had it, but it's so long that we decided not to include it. But Braden is actually an acronym. It stands for Building Resources and Awareness of Youth Drowning Through Encouragement and Networking. That's pretty awesome. And it's a mouthful, but if you really listen to what it is, it speaks exactly to what when we first started, that was our goal was I didn't even feel like I could consider myself an educator. So I didn't even put education in there. We decided to just, we wanted to encourage parents to network with people that are already doing this, get it connected with an organization that's already doing, which is what I'm passionate about. There are so many great people. You don't have to know and do it yourself. Um, but build, build resources, find the resources that are out there, create your own for your family, you know, make yourself aware that it's happening and then encourage other people to get involved as well. So that's our mouthful. <laughs> so we decided to leave it off of the actual logo. It used to be a part, but, but thank you for asking. It is kind of a neat part of who we are. No problem. So building resources, right? Um, building resources, um, for adults and use, right? It's actually uh, building resources and awareness. And awareness, thank you. Um, yes, for building resources and awareness. And awareness, of okay. Youth drowning. Youth drowning. Uh, encouragement and network. And network, perfect. That's really cool. And certainly, we give we provide resources for adults and encourage the adults as well. But yeah. since really that was kind of our focus and still is, yeah. is really just getting those kids and preventing the child drowning, we decided to use the youth word. So it was a little tricky with that. He doesn't have the shortest name, and the letters were a little <laughs> interesting. It was like I said, many hours of sitting around laughing and creating and <laughs> trying to come up with it. But it's really cool. I like that a lot. I'm a I'm a giant nerd, so that makes me happy. 
<laughs> well, good. I'm glad. I'm glad. I don't. I don't often say it a lot now because some people are like, "Wow." <laughs> it certainly is a mouthful, but I'm kind of a nerd like that too. I was excited to make it fit. Yeah. And um, you know, it speaks a lot to what we do and who we are. Absolutely. All right. Anything else you want people to know before we uh, before we wrap this up? I think that's it. Thank you so much for just allowing me to share our story and share my precious boy and, you know, helping us just raise this conversation louder and and be able to get this out to more people. I hope that we can keep it going and that people continue to listen and and share and, you know, keep it talking. Drowning happens. It's fast. It's silent. It can happen to anybody, anywhere, anytime. It doesn't discriminate, but it's preventable and we're going to keep fighting to make it stop. Well, you're doing great work and I appreciate it. And um, I really Thank appreciate you, so you coming. So are you. We appreciate all that you guys do oh, and what you provide to families. It's amazing. And, and all this extra stuff that you guys do to help get this, make progress here. We, we try, you know, a little bit. Thank you. I hope to see you. Are you coming next year at NDPA? I hope so. That's the plan. New Orleans, right? New Orleans. Yeah, that's a good time. I like New Orleans. I'll see you there. I hope so. It's my favorite Thank food in so the entire much, world. Eric. All right. Take care. Yes. Oh, I've never been. I've never been. So it'll oh, be gumbo and jambalaya. It's the best. All right. Oh, I imagine. I imagine. <laughs> exciting right. stuff. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be awesome. Definitely. Right. Definitely. Thanks, Michelle. Thank you so much. Take care. Bye. Goodbye, everyone.